2: Steeler fans, what is up? It's Thursday night. You know what that is. It's time for the preview. I'm Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm your podcast producer. With me, as always, is editor Dave Schofield. Dave, what is going on?
0: Uh, but right now we're just a dynamic duo. We're having some technical issues from one Jefferson Hartman. Um, I guess maybe he's pulling the eternal and we're back move. I don't know, but uh, we held up a little bit because I thought that I thought it might be an award that was announced towards the end of the show and we'd get to go here and then we'd find out about it. But the NFL awards are tonight and they they hit a big one towards the beginning.
2: Go ahead, set us up, Brian. Yes, Break the news. <laughs> One J.J. Watt, all he said is the Defensive Player of the Year is? He just said, T.J. T.J. And the Trent crowd Jordan went Watt. nuts.
0: <laughs> he becomes Finally. the... Um, I'm, I'm trying to think because I looked this up for, for the article, which is already out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But I was looking at, you know, Steelers that have won it. He becomes... This is the... What, what is it? He's the it's the eighth time a member of the Steelers has has won the award. He's the seventh Pittsburgh Steeler to do it because someone won it twice, Brian, and that was
2: wow. I'm actually going gonna... <laughs> to get you a trivia to start. I, I, I wasn't get, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, Jack Lambert or Mel? Uh, n-
0: no, they both won it. Blunt in 75, Lambert in 76. But you're missing who won it the first two times. It was it was a member of the Steelers. Joe, Joe Green. Joe Green won it in 72 and 74. Remember, it's, the award started in 71.
2: Then the other winners were... I know Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson in 93. And then uh, Debo, James Harrison in 08. Debo in, in 08. And the last member of the Steelers to win it was... Would it be Mel? Did Mel ever win one? Mel Mel Blunt. Oh well, no, Paul it's, Molo, Troy Palomolo. Yeah, Palomalu was the last one. You had already said Mel Blunt, hadn't you? Yes, uh Paul yes. won it in, yeah. in 10 2010.
0: Yes, yes, in 2010, it was Troy Palomolo. So TJ Watt gets his name up there. Here's the thing with that, in my opinion. It people are saying he should have won last year. Last year, I feel was a little bit more of a coin flip. He really should have won it the year before, in my opinion, when you look at it, because you talk about, you know, all those great interceptions and numbers and stuff for Stefan Gilmore. But the problem is he was getting burnt a lot. He was getting burnt at times. And they still gave him Defensive Player of the Year when TJ was just constantly solid. So to me, I mean, he had a chance to to, to be three years running, but, you know, It is what it is. That stuff doesn't matter. TJ Watt is the 2021 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, and looky what we got here!
2: Yeah, Yeah, technical difficulties. Technical (laughs) he was
1: celebrating. He He was celebrating the award. Had to talk to Trent real quick. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations! Yeah, we're here. We're there. We're here. It's okay. Finally, they got it right. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: yikes yeah, love I it throw my if i could have thrown my computer through a wall i would have but then i wouldn't <laughs> be able to do a show so i couldn't do that anyways what did i right. miss we
0: talked about tj Watt. well <laughs> we about- we're, we're, we're only not even four minutes into doesn't the show this Jeff, feel so. kind of
1: anticlimactic doesn't this feel like he's been gypped for so long it's
0: like well you know, yeah
1: finally i mean
0: yes you know what it's going to feel exactly yeah. like it's going to be when heinz ward makes the hall of fame
2: i sorry brian, i just want to get no brian, brian did you listen to that show did you listen to my wednesday yes Let's i did mine? and i i i could tell you i absolutely did because you uh said something about buff and if you are a buffalo fan and <laughs> you said yeah. something about buffalo fans after your andre reed rant so i thought it was awesome it was a great show so go ahead and check it out if you have not as of yet No, hold on a second. They brought it up. I'm getting fired up because I'm looking at my...
0: (laughs) I know, I was just... How has he not been a
1: finalist? (laughs) I know. That's that's what really chaps my you-know-what, is that he hasn't even been a finalist yet. He's been a semi-finalist every year of availability since he's retired in 2011, eligible in 2016. Semi-finalist every year. He's never been a finalist.
0: Um... Or, we've or got some he? breaking. Oh, uh, no, but we've got some breaking well, news for Michael. Check Quebec, this out. Which oh. is
2: which I, is the, you just the, my the defensive player?
0: Yeah, out defensive player of the year voting votes: T.J. Watt forty, Micah Parsons five, Aaron Donald three. T.J. That's that's Watt a, never. T.J. Watt never got.
1: Fight. He never got double teamed. That's why Aaron Donald gets double teamed all the time. Yeah.
0: That's a landslide. Yeah,
1: wow. Is. Well, it should be that way. Right. All right. Let, we can way. let
0: Jeff come That's back. Reagan and it's fine. It's, yeah. fine. it's fine. <laughs> but no, you're right. How is he not a finalist? Jeff, if you, I'll say this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're with us here live on YouTube or Facebook, and you have, and you are not listening to the audio only podcasts, you are missing out on so much. You got to go back and listen to listen to Jeff's Let's Ride from Wednesday. He laid out the case for Heinz Ward for the Hall of Fame beautifully. Trust me. If you haven't heard it already, you need they to played
1: two out. more freaking seasons in him. And they already have a gold jacket and he came and be a finalist. That's what I don't get. Yeah.
0: Andre Reed.
1: Yeah. I remember Andre Reed. He was nothing to write home about. That guy was just a, <laughs> uh, he was a chump. Like Chris Carter, from, at
0: least from, from Cuts university.
1: I don't care where he came from. <laughs> that, that,
0: that's where I went to track camp when I was in high school. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> oh gosh okay let's not get started on that all right uh what are we talking about in this show (laughs) brian what do we got yeah brian this is your show go for it
2: well you know what it's uh it's funny i am going to give the (laughs) i wasn't expecting the host tonight so i'm gonna pass the baton back over to jeff after i explain what we're gonna do so uh you know here, here's the thing. Right now, everybody's talking about who's the next quarterback going to be, who's going to be the next GM. Oh, who are the Steelers going to draft? What key free agents? So I figured we'd go in a different direction and we would look at the slate of games. There, we know the 17 games they're playing. We just don't know when they're playing. We know they've who they've got at home and who they've got on the road. But we thought we'd take a way too early look and make some predictions for the season schedule where they are right now. Now, you might think that's a little bit crazy because, it's like, you know, we don't know who the team is, but with the, with what the other teams look like at this moment, and one's still playing, one they're gonna be playing twice, is still still has one more game left. But we thought we'd take a look at the slate of games and and have some fun with the schedule and, and uh see if we could put together a record right now.
1: This is going to be difficult, and I, oh bring, gosh, yeah. I, I bring this, I, I always think back to last season when the schedule was released, and we do our, we did our, we always do every mm-hmm. year, we do our schedule release podcast with our predictions, and I remember it was the Minnesota game where Dave had said, and he thinks about, like, well, which game's going to be Thursday night, and that was a game that most of us, when we saw the opponents, which is what we're doing tonight, we're like, oh, that's a win. And it's Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's not that good. Kirk Cousins is not that good. But then you throw it in a Thursday night game after the Ravens game at home. <laughs> and you're thinking, this might be more of a challenge than you think. And Dave was the one that predicted that uh, accurately. So let's take a look. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we know that they play the division. Uh, this year, boy, we're talking about topsy-turvy. You sweep the Browns and the Ravens and then you get swept by the Bengals, which at least they're in the Super Bowl, you know? I mean, at least if you're going to lose too, but how do you see them faring in the, uh, well, hold on, Sean Manahan, before we get started, he puts this in, $2 tip. He said, "Uh, who's the quarterback? We'll talk about that. (laughs) We'll have plenty of time to talk about that, Sean. Um,
2: How do you see them faring in the uh, AFC North, Brian? You know what? I'm really thinking that the, uh, you know, if the Bengals win this game, win the Super Bowl, then there's a possibility that they could be in Cincinnati on opening night on Thursday night. You you could oh, gosh. You, you could possibly see something like that, which you know, I know I know that's not anything that we want, but that's that's an interesting concept because they're gonna go ahead and look at a team that is very attractive to put up there. And I don't know uh uh Who's playing Cincinnati? And I, I know it's you're looking at teams like the Cowboys are probably the only NFC team you would probably put on opening night, but you could always think that that's a possible dealers. But I think when you're looking at the division, I think they have a chance to go four and two in that division again. And I realize we know there's not a we don't have the quarterback yet, but we know one thing about the Steelers. That they put together, uh, when you think they're going to be three and fourteen, they put together a much better season. Because I'm going to reference 2019 as always and say Duck and Rudolph got them there. So no matter what the situation is, this is a winning team. This is a team that knows how to compete, and and I'm going to go ahead and my early prediction before I even know anything is they could go four and two in the division, and one of those wins will be against Cincinnati.
1: Hmm. Dave, what do you think about division? The, uh, the division this upcoming season?
0: I, it's well, if you listen to Stat Geek this morning, I you did. might have learned that every time on, it's only been three times, and every time on, an AFC North opponent made the AFC Championship game, the Steelers split with them the next year. But that was the Ravens all three years, and one of those years it was because the Steelers played them in the AFC Championship game. But that was just something that I was asked. Um, to, today, that's really hard to figure out. Um, but I could, I could see them. Just I, I don't know who the wins would be against, but I could see them. I'm, I'm going to say, um, I'll, I'll go with Brian. I'm going to go four and two. And remember, we still don't know who's the quarterback. What's the offensive line going to look like? All this other stuff. So we can say this now, and you're like, what gives you the confidence? Probably nothing. So maybe I'll say three and three in the division. If they can go 500 in the division um, the first year without Ben Roethlisberger, I'll, I'll take that as a pretty good season.
1: There's a reason why this podcast is titled the way too early. <laughs> okay. So people that are freaking out in the live chat, like we don't know who the quarterback is. No kidding. We don't know who the quarterback is. I'm going to say three and three. Uh, I actually thought that this year they had a chance for three and three. They ended up four and two. Um I thought they were going to sweep the Bengals. That didn't happen. Uh, But you never know. That's the AFC North. It's difficult to uh, try to predict. Um, But let's take a look at – let's look at I, the home- – I, I, Go ahead. Can I say
0: one other thing sure. real quick? Brian said about the Cincinnati Bengals, if they win, that the Steelers could be traveling there. I will tell you this. I'm going back, and with the exception of 2019, when it was not the Super Bowl champion playing on Thursday night. do You remember that? It was the, the, the 100 years, so it was Chicago and Green yes. Bay. I'm oh, going yeah, back. Yeah. The last time – the Thursday night game in week one was against two teams from the same division, was 2008. They generally don't put division games in that opening
2: one. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I need to jump in on that. No, the Okay, Giants, you sure? Yeah, the Giants and the Cowboys played, I believe it, I don't know whether it was 14 or 15, but the Giants and Cowboys opened on, on opening night um after the giants won their last super bowl so that might be when what
0: year did the giants win their last super bowl cuz i'm not seeing them on here
2: i would say 11
0: so that you know what they don't have a 2012 here hmm. on, on my list that might be why it went all the way back to the giants in 08 I'll, I'll i'll see what i can find there give me just a moment go ahead moving on
2: actually you know what what's funny for some reason that was a wednesday night too I think something happened. They had to move that game to Wednesday instead of Thursday. Maybe so that could be the reason why
0: that that could have been. Cause I just, you know, I did a big filter. I'm like, Oh, he just, way to find it's Thursday night games. So you said 2012. Um, yeah, that was on a Wednesday against the Cowboys. So yeah, that would be the last one. So, whew. but still that's, that's still been over 10 years. Well, it will be 10 years and do we don't want Who cares? We're talking about Steelers. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> back to
1: back to the show. Um, let's look at the home slate of games. We talked about the division. Here are the home teams the Steelers will be playing. Remember, they'll have one more road game than they will at home because last year it was opposite with the odd number of games.
0: And that game is against,
1: uh, which uh, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Yeah, there. that's
0: the extra one's the yes. going to be the Eagles.
1: Yes. So the New England Patriots, the New York Jets. Let's start there. That's the AFC East uh, tandem that'll be coming to Heinz. Well, maybe not Heinz Field. Maybe it'll be be coming to Pittsburgh. It'll be coming to Pittsburgh. US, it'll be coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, Brian, yes. <laughs> in those two games, how do you see that shaken down? You know what? Who
2: picked
0: this topic? <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, who, yeah, what genius decided to do this? <laughs> I don't know, It was like a month ago when we decided like this. <laughs> I, you know,
2: with a home game, I actually think that this team could go ahead. Uh, I could actually see them beating the Jets, possibly beating the Patriots, uh, but the Patriots are probably going to be a little bit better than they were this year with Mac Jones' second year. So I'm going to go 1 and 1 in those games. I'll I'll say uh they take the Jets and I'll uh, lose to the Pats at home. Dave, what do you think?
0: That sounds about right about going 1 and 1 at, at this at this stage of the game. Um mainly because I think what's I like thinking about this cuz right now Brian says, "Oh, I think they could beat the Jets and lose to the Patriots." Wait till the schedule comes out and probably uh, May is when it's been coming out now. Um, sorry, it's going to be May. Um, that based on how this plays out, I wouldn't be shocked if we com- if we completely switch those. You know, based on, oh, next thing you know, they're going to get New England at home on a Monday night or something like that. We might feel differently about it. But, yeah, I, I would say at this venture, one-on-one sounds good.
1: I'm going to go 2-0. O on the, in those two uh a because i'm a homer b because or i'm sorry the way i do it a and two um
2: <laughs> and two. No. no i thought it was one, thought one, one and, b. and, b. One, and b. one and b. there you go.
1: um so, and then pie you can't laugh at yourself if you can't yeah. laugh at yourself you have a problem um so I think I think the Steelers I don't know without without Brady and Besides
0: and we're back. Is Belichick
1: the same without Brady? I don't know. We'll see. I, it w- might be a different story there. Now we go to the NFC South pairing, and that is the New Orleans Saints, who are in salary cap hell, have no quarterback, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus Tom Brady, as of now, coming to Pittsburgh. What do you think about that duo of games, Brian? I'm taking them both. Steelers, 2-0. Dave?
0: Yeah, they have as many question marks as the Steelers do. So you go based on what they have right now. And what the Steelers have right now is the defensive player of the year. So I'll go
2: 2-0 as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think 2-0. No, I mean, Sean Payton, boy, did he get out at the right time? Screws <laughs> him with the salary cap and says, I'm out of here. You don't have a quarterback. I'm leaving. And they, they're they like 60 million dollars over the cap. I don't know. And they have no quarterback. And I don't know what, I guess, Tyson Hill. I don't know. Taysom Hill, whatever you say his name is. And, and last Michael
2: one, Thomas. Nowhere no yeah. to be
1: seen. No, it doesn't <sighs> even want to play there anymore. Uh, and then the last, the final home game was the second place team in the AFC West, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders will be coming to Pittsburgh, and we don't know if it'll be Derek Carr, will it be Marcus Mariota, will it be someone else. Who knows, Brian? What do you think about that final
2: home game? I'm gonna go ahead and well, this is a tough one because if it's Derek Carr, I think this could actually be. A team that we're talking about in deep into January next year. But, and I really think it's going to be. So let's go ahead and say it's Carr. And I'm going to go ahead. They they don't do well against the Raiders for some reason. So I'll take the L on this one. Dave, thoughts? Yeah,
0: I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm going to, in my mind, that's going to be an L until other things happen um, to change it. Yeah, just based on history, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of you there. Let's go to the road schedule. So we already know that we have the division on the road. Uh, Then you have the NFC South pairing, which is Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers on the road. Is the NFC South not the worst division in football, at least on paper right now that they just all four teams just look like they're absolute garbage. So Brian in the NFC South, those two games, what do you think?
2: You are correct. Brady and Breeze are, are long gone, and you turn around and you see these two teams on the road. They've never really had a problem in Carolina. They've really never had a problem. Well, actually, the only time they have a problem with Carolina is in that fourth preseason game, <laughs> and no one cares about that. And um, then they go pick up the players so, and burn them. You know, <laughs> and Atlanta's no problem either. So let's go. Let's uh, sweep. We're going to sweep that division. Dave, you agree or disagree?
0: Um, I think it's too much to say to sweep the entire division. So if they're going to drop one, it's going to be on the road. So I'll go one and one. Don't ask me which team.
1: They're going to sweep it. They're going to sweep it. That's my prediction. So then we have to finish off the AFC East, which is a trip to Buffalo again and a trip down to South beach in Miami.
2: Brian, what do you think about those two games? I'm going to split those. We're gonna we're gonna see the Steelers win in Miami, and they're going to struggle in Buffalo this time around. Dave,
0: yeah, I think saying that if they go one and one there, that would that would be pretty, you
2: know, a pretty good thing.
0: But last year, I picked them to lose to Buffalo in Week One, and they won, so that 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 was surprising. But I, I, that Buffalo matchup, that's going to depend on. That's going to be a big when question mark. Um, the in my opinion, as to how much they can – what they can do there depending on when it is during the season. But let's go one-on-one with those games.
1: Yeah, and the Dolphins' new coach, not sure what that's going to look like. Uh, And I'll say one-on-one as well just to keep it even. Now let's go to the uh, last two games, the AFC uh, South, second-place team, Indianapolis Colts, and then that road trip to Philadelphia against the Eagles. So the
2: Colts and the Eagles on the road, Brian, what do you think? So I am – you know, it depends when you play the Colts, and if you played them in the middle of the season this year, you you had no luck because they were great in the middle of the season. They bookended; they had the bookends of hell this year. They re, they were absolutely terrible. Uh, we don't really even know who the quarterback is going to be there. You don't even know if it's going to be Carson Wentz. So I am going to go ahead, and I'm going to reluctantly say that they're going to go ahead and lose that game. Um, ju- just to uh, you know, be realistic. There's going to be a game they're going to lose, so I'll go ahead and have them lose to the Colts. But Philadelphia haven't won there since 1965. It's time for that to end. If Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback, they the Steelers actually do well against mobile quarterbacks. And I believe he's. Uh, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to be the quarterback. I haven't believed in Philadelphia much, and I'm thinking that streak has got to go down. It's just like the Penguins in 1989, finally winning in Philly after losing 34 straight games at the Philly Spectrum. They are going to win at the Link after uh, I can't even do that math. What 67 years? You're sure. the wrong guy.
0: I was checking the score of the Pens game. They, they won two to nothing.
1: I was oh, listening I, as I was waiting. I knew that. <laughs> well. So, Dave, what do you think about that Colts and Eagles game? Game. Um, I'm play? trying
0: to. I was honestly sorry if I missed that math, Brian. What I was really doing was I was trying to do the math in my head of what I've picked so far because I was going to say, you know what? How about they win one and tie one, and they're going to end up eight eight and one is what I was ultimately trying to, <laughs> to 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 figure out. But I'm not sure if I did that right with my picks. But uh, some something like that. Um, I, I don't expect them to win that game in Philadelphia. I really don't. And and, and that Colts game, that's going to be a really tough one too. So we'll make that one the tie.
1: I'll do a split as well. Let me ask you this question before we kind of abandon this topic. Um, is there a game on the schedule, home or away, doesn't matter, that you're like, I'm really looking forward to this one, Brian? Any, any, any game in particular?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Patriots at home. It's it's just that Patriots matchup. I'm definitely looking forward to them taking on Cincinnati because I I think Cincinnati as much as they are the darling right now, you're going to everybody going to hate these guys really soon. Not because they're winning because they're going to find a way to annoy you. And I'm going to really look forward to those Cincinnati games. And of course, when I look at the, the other games, I'm man, I just like the idea that they're playing the South, and you don't get to see the Falcons and the Buccaneers that much. And they haven't done well against New Orleans lately. And I would love to see them go ahead and beat them. In fact, I don't know if Tomlin. Tomlin has never beaten the New Orleans Saints, so that would be that would be a great game to see as well. So there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to. This is an attractive looking schedule, as far as I'm concerned. It's not as daunting as it was last year, so I like it. Dave, what about you? Any games that stand out?
0: Yeah, I always like to to watch some different, I'm thinking about going to Heinz field and I always like to watch oh, some be Heinz field. Well, going to Pittsburgh to watch <laughs> to, to, you know, on, on, team. on the, on the North side, you know, on the North shore um next to next to the science center and, and, and watch games. I, I like different opponents. I actually, ha- I have seen the Steelers play the Buccaneers before I was there trying to tell people, why in the world are you leaving? They still have two timeouts. As long as they don't shank the punt, they should win. But then we all know what happened um, with that one. Um, well, maybe we don't all know, but a lot of us do. So I am I am looking forward to, like Brian said, those those NFC South opponents. Um, I don't like the division games to go to nearly as much. I really don't. They get me a little bit too fired up. But uh, those are always good matchups, but those are ones that I'm going to uh, view, view from the luxury of my couch, um, if all goes well there.
1: Yeah, this, I don't know, the, there's something about the Colts. Maybe it's because the Colts are a team the Steelers always seem to smack around, uh, which is always fun. Uh, or it can be a good game. The last time they played the Colts was Dave was at my house watching that game with my dad. Uh, the come-from-behind mm-hmm. win in, in 2020 that sealed the playoff win in the AFC North Division. So I'm always interested to see that Colts game, and it's going to be at Lucas Oilfield. I think that's a cool venue um, on the road. Just the classic blue and white brings back some memories of Peyton Manning, which I, this is a good segue here. I want to ask you all a question I asked Michael Beck on uh, Let's Ride if you want to check it out on Friday morning. You can. He always joins me every Friday. So we know Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady both retired. It's kind of ushering out that era of quarterback. Think about the quarterbacks in that era. You know, you're talking about Ben, Brady, Breeze, Rivers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. I could go on. There's more. Would you say that that is the greatest era of quarterbacks of all time? Brian, we'll start with you. Hmm. Yeah, think about it a little bit.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. m- well, you've got Montana, Marino, Elway. <laughs> I mean, but that's Jim it. Kelly. I'm not saying it is. It's yeah. just no, course. no. I mean, it's. It's pretty close. Now, the 2004 draft was the greatest quarterback draft ever, and I think that's going to beat the 83 draft with a lot of those guys that I just mentioned. But it is, uh, it's is—it's up there, and I think that would be a fantastic stat geek. Dave, what do you think about that? Oh, my.
0: That?
2: that would be tough. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, that's, that would be – well, because – they're playing in different eras. You could really you didn't really have to bring the numbers. I think that era of quarterback gave you the most at one time of great quarterbacks. You know what I'm does? That make any sense? That that you know, like you you had the great, you know, Joe Montana and and that. But right now, when you talk about the number of players you just ripped off all playing at the same time, all have all played against each other. To me, that gave you uh, just a higher quantity of quality quarterbacks all at the same look, look at Tom Brady won so many Super Bowls. Any of those other guys, you know, They're all fighting for each other. I mean, they they all were fighting against each other just to get there. You know, Ben, you know, nice job with two. Eli had two. Why did Philip Rivers never get there? Because he always had to worry about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. There was just too many. um, Really good quarterbacks all at one time. So I think they had that had the, the most quarterbacks at the very top at one time. So I'm going to say, I will say yes to answer your question.
1: Okay, so let's go back. I mm-hmm. and Michael and I mm-hmm. kind of talked about this. We said you had to throw the seventies out because it just wasn't that style of football. Yeah, and it wasn't conducive sure. to having those type of quarterbacks. You have to go to that Marina, Marino, uh, uh, Montana, Elway, Kelly. Who am I missing from that era? Would you put a Warren Moon up there? Would you, you know, um, randall cunningham would you have him in that list like that's what i'm trying to think of because we know all the recent memory guys we know the the ones that we just rattled off and i'm sure we forgot some as well um who am i forgetting though from that era we're talking 80s going into the 90s that would be on that list of great quarterbacks of that
2: era it just depends do you want to i would definitely put moon in moon's a hall of famer i'm i'm putting him in Uh, um you're looking at, like, Phil Sims, Randall Cunningham. I think they might miss just a little bit there. But one guy that uh, that was still around in there, Dan Fouts, Ugh. is a guy that you cannot forget about in the 80s. Um, I
0: just want to forget where, about yeah. him announcing yeah. games.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> announcing games, he was dreadful. But yeah. as a quarterback, my gosh, I mean, he gave the Steelers a lot uh but fouts was absolutely fantastic you know if you want to put boomer science in on that list i don't know where you want to throw boomer in and i mentioned phil sims i mean there's guys like that you know you could argue those kind of guys too I but jim like kelly rethinking. is the guy uh, you know
1: i did jim kelly's in that group for sure I mean yeah. the K Gun mm-hmm. offense. He's in the group. I, but I feel like
0: we're starting to <laughs> he didn't hold anything back. Sorry. <laughs> <Live chat.
1: laughs> I feel like we're we're really reaching. And I, I I is that referring to the Saturday night live sketch with Dan Fouts? Oh, is that what he's
0: well no, no from oh, from yeah. Waterboy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Last game of the Water Boy. Uh, last game of the oh. season. Get hold anything back.
1: That's one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches that no one else has seen. You can't find it anywhere was where Will Ferrell plays Dan Fouts and they're making fun of that Monday Night Football crew that was um, Dan Fouts. Who was the comedian? Uh, come on, Brian.
2: Dennis Miller. That's Dennis Miller.
1: Miller. Dennis Miller and, from Pittsburgh. Yeah, right, yeah. And, but Will Farrell is hysterical in that sketch as Dan Fouts. And they go, Dan, what do you think? Who's going to win this game. I think the team that probably gets that ball across the line more than the other probably going to win this game, guys. It's just the most mundane <laughs> analysis ever, but okay. Um, so, but still going back to the quarterback thing. Yeah. You could talk about Sims. You can talk about uh boomer. You can talk about Fouts in the earlier era, but I still feel like we're reaching a little bit. The, the era that I was referring to, we don't have to reach, you know, rivers is there. The banning brothers are there. Peyton, uh, or I'm sorry, Tom Brady, obviously Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. I mean, who am I? Who am I, Drew Brees. Yes. Like that's six quarterbacks right there that are just outstanding quarterbacks that have s- tremendous success. And I, who am I forgetting? I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Am I forgetting someone from that era?
2: Yeah. You've got, hmm? where do you want to put Favre and Rogers? In well, that? yeah, I mean, so there you go. I've yeah. Favre
1: maybe might yeah he might be, uh, he's kind of like a tweener in between the two eras. Rogers for sure. Is yeah. in that era. So, all right, that was all. Just a just a good question there. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming Andy Dalton. (laughs) Oh, we're just gonna start throwing out joking names. All right, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, (laughs) sorry. Clipboard Jesus. Okay. Um,
0: (laughs) And for those that are coming in and said, "Hey, did you hear?" Yes. We started the show with 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 TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year. That was that we didn't even start the show until after that was announced. So yeah, yeah. Someone said Chad Pennington. <laughs> hey,
1: he's a Marshall. I always always hate West yeah. Virginia connection, but no. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl before we get to the actual game itself. Does anyone else get a little sad or depressed on like Super Bowl Sunday? I kind of do because you realize this is the last football game until That's it. it's still September. Yeah. <laughs> when you think yeah. about how ridiculous the NFL schedule is. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but the actual games themselves. Is there anyone else, Brian, do you get a little sad?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I it, it's, I feel like they should be there and you're missing something and there's nothing like it when they're there. Yeah.
1: USFL. I'm not watching the USFL. Get out of here with that. Dave, Dave what about you? Super Bowl Sunday? Is it a little kind of sad or depressing.
0: Yeah, it is. Normally it's the day after that. I'm like, Oh man, I'm not going to get a chance to watch football again, but I feel the same way after the Steelers last game because yes, there's still other football to watch, but I know that I'm not going to get to see the Steelers again until that time. So to, to me, you know, the Steelers are out, but I'm like, well, at least I can watch a little bit more football, but it's not going to be the same. And then after this one, it's, no, can't watch any – well, if you can call the other stuff professional football, I, I guess they're, they're getting paid. But, yeah, um, no more NFL until – I mean, I don't know. We. I even look – Even you look forward to the Hall of Fame game, even if it's not the Steelers, just to actually know that there's some football going on?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. But, I mean, Probably at least not. It's, good to know, <laughs> it's good to know that there's at least football going on, like you yep. said. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about the game this Sunday. Um, uh, let's talk about the spread, which has changed. It has changed yeah. uh, a lot. What do you have for us on the latest there, Dave?
0: Okay. Well, it, it changed. It's funny because it was holding steady for the longest time at four points. And then when I went to write the odds article, it had changed to four and a half. Yeah. It's back to four.
1: say has it at three and a half, Dave.
0: Well, Tally site, Schmally site, DraftKings draft Sportbook, which which is who we do our reporting for. Yeah, they have that. it at four.
1: No, I know that. I'm just saying that the yeah. when we do our picks at Tally yeah. site, it's at three and a half, which is crazy. But still, let's stick with four. Yeah. You said that's what DraftKings has it at now. I knew the yes. line had changed a little bit. The over under at 48 and a half, Dave?
0: Uh, that's correct.
1: Okay. So, Dave, let's start with you. What do you think about this game between the Bengals and the Rams? How do you see it playing out in terms of the spread and the over-under?
0: Well, my first thought would be, oh, these teams, you're looking at the over. You're looking at the over. But sometimes teams that haven't been there before or for a while – I mean, the Rams, it hasn't been that long. But the Bengals, it's been a long time, a long, long time, that they come out kind of tight, kind of cold, kind of, you know, not all together but maybe it's the defense that comes out tight and cold. You never know who's going to start off and kind of not be coming through the whole way. I I think it's going to be a decent scoring game. I think it'll still be close uh in the fourth quarter. I would love it to be like the rest of the the playoffs the 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 last couple weeks of the playoffs where the games were phenomenal. Uh I just don't know if it'll go there. Uh the biggest question is going to be that offensive line of the Bengals going up against that defensive line of the Rams, how many sacks are they going to be giving up? So it, it I would not be shocked if it's coming down to the Bengals need to, not, I don't know, field goal to tie or touchdown to win or whatever, and Joe Burrow just doesn't have the time to throw. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that's how uh, how it went down at all.
1: Did I hear your pick in there? Like
0: oh, did you actually want a pick? You just yes. asked you thought I don't need, I I don't a, need a
1: score. Okay. I don't need a score, but do oh. you think it's gonna I'm, win? I'm
0: I'm, I'm I'm taking I'm gonna I'm taking the Rams to win and cover. But not much.
1: Oh. And over under?
0: Um over, let's see, what did I say? I'm thinking of the score I gave on on, on Scobro the show sc- then it would be an over.
1: Okay, so you have the Rams giving
2: four. Handy mm-hmm. over, Brian. What about you? What do you see? I think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game, and I'm also thinking that the under is probably it's gonna. I keep on looking back to 13 to 3, the Patriots and the Rams just a couple years yeah. ago, and I, I, I keep on thinking, and what Dave said about teams starting off slow, especially for the fact that they haven't been around in this game. And so I agree with all of that. I actually think that the Bengals train is not going to stop. And that's something that I do not want to say. But I have, I've am i already put this on tally site. I put it on like a week ago. And I'm thinking it again. I think the Bengals not only cover, but win. See, what about over under? What do you think there? Under.
1: Okay. For me... I'm going with a if the pick is different than the outcome. I think the Rams win the game. I think the Bengals make a furious comeback and make it close. I take the Rams to win straight up. If you were taking money line bet, not going to win much, but take the money line bet. And then also I'm going to take the Bengals getting points, but not the win. And I'm going to take the over at 48 and a half. I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair, especially in the second half, even though, that's not the way the Bengals defense trends. They tend to give up more points in the first half and then tighten up in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes down uh on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh Brian, something that you uh always do, you always kind of regurgitate the article from the previous year about etiquette during the Super Bowl. What is the one thing you hate the most about people that just randomly show up to your house for a Super Bowl party?
2: The phrase, I'm just here for the commercials.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the commercials are so... Don't be here. They're not even funny (sighs) anymore. That's what's really lousy, is if the commercials used to be good, whether it was the Budweiser frogs or the, uh, you know, there used to be a lot of good ads. I don't think they're that good anymore. Uh, Dave, is there one big party uh, no-no that you have, the things that bothers you the most? Um...
0: Well, how do I say it? I'm just here for the halftime show. That's worse, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's... I, I just don't like to... I don't like to be I, around... I watch the
0: halftime show. Yeah. I just... I do watch the commercials, but I... I. That's when I get the kids to bed during halftime, so I don't have to watch it.
1: I uh, I don't like people that don't know anything about football. And they, <laughs> do one, and they do one of two things. They either ask me a million questions during the Super Bowl... <laughs> Or they decide that they're going to try to tell me exactly what's happening and they have no clue. <laughs> and so I normally just sit there I, quiet I've been there, yeah. Yeah, but it's like one of two type of people that's like, geez. Like, okay, you don't know what you're talking about. So I don't even want to entertain your thoughts right now. Or well, why'd they call that? Why is there a flag on there? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And i will just literally like, I need to go find other television. <laughs> somewhere, yeah. somewhere. But all right. Hey, do we have trivia tonight?
0: Yeah, we do. I, I was just going to say. I think I said this before that I th- was it the, it, it was the it was the Buccaneers, and and Raiders Super Bowl. That oh. was before uh, Jeff. You would have been what in middle school <laughs> for that one? What year? Um, that was was that o one, or was no, that no? That o- was 02 O two. The o two season. Oh, I can't, I don't know. I'm just making fun of graduated you. Anyway. high school in 01. Okay. You so you were, you were in college at least. Well, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was asked to go um, to a Super Bowl party with my wife, who was not my wife yet. We didn't get married until, until the next, and wait, that was the 02 season. So yeah, we got married that summer. Um, and it was exactly that people that had no idea what was going on and they would they they would constantly just ask me questions to explain. I mean, they didn't even understand what it meant to get a first down. And I'm like, I said to my wife, I'm like, don't ever make me go and do this again. So, yeah. and I didn't. Anyway, trivia, you ready for it? Yep. All right. Um, just as a quick recap, this isn't really trivia because we should know this. Who led the Steelers in tackles this year?
1: Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Minka Fitzpatrick led the Steelers in tackles this year. Do you know how many he had? Is it 124? Yes. Now, remember, tackles are not an official NFL statistic, but they do actually keep track of them um, from the official things that you get from the NFL. They just really don't count them. They don't go back and dispute them, things of that nature. Um, Now, things like drop passes, uh and and those those kind of things are not official definitely aren't official NFL statistics. You get different answers from different outlets. But when it comes to tackles, there is a pretty well established number that, that they go with. When it comes to the Steelers, who who is the all time leader for tackles in a season, and what season was it? Because Mickey Fitzpatrick is now in the top ten.
1: So 124 puts him in the top 10 to yes. give us a little bit of uh information there. Um is he the only defensive back on the list? I'm just, I'm just okay. out of curiosity. Is he
0: the only defensive back on the list? Uh well, in the top 10, yes.
1: And That's I will tell you
0: that there's that that I say it's top 10 times it's happened. Because it's individual season, but uh, there's some players on there as many as four times in the top ten. I'm going to say James Farrier. Okay.
1: And I'm going to go with 148. I don't know why that number is taking Oh, no, I'd say what year. Yeah. Oh, what year? I thought you meant how many yeah. they had. Um,
2: 2004.
0: Okay. One, Brian Anthony Davis.
2: I would say 2004 as well if uh, we are talking about Farrier. So I'm, I'm going to jump on that guess too.
0: I'm trying to find Farrier for 2004. Because the answer is James Farrier. But when it comes to 2004, that ranks him 48th all time in the season. With 95, nice. it's actually James Ferrier had the most tackles in 2003. Oh, he had 141 combined tackles. And he is not only is he top number one on the list. He's number one, number three, number five, and number 10.
1: How many did he have in 2003 again? He said
0: 141.
1: Oh, 141. Wasn't you were pretty close. wasn't off. Now
0: You're the wrong. player that's second on the list is also fourth on the list and also eighth on the list. And the idea who that player would be? David Little. <laughs> and and was no. just silent.
1: <laughs> no. I was waiting for you to say whether I was right or not. No, um, no. I was. I'll go Larry Foot, the guy next to James Ferrier. Um.
0: That would be, one, Lawrence Timmons. Hot 135 and 132 and 126, which, you know, that's just ahead of, of Minka Fitzpatrick. And uh, his best season was in
2: 2010. Could I tell a really fast James <laughs> Barrier story real quick? So I went to his uh, first year in Pittsburgh was 2003 in 2004 I went to a uh, it was a Texans Jets game because I was in training for my job for three weeks in New Jersey so buddy of of mine he said hey I could get us tickets so we got tickets we went down to this game we're in the end zone watching just a meaningless game the Jets were a playoff team the Steelers actually played the Jets that year and I was among all Jets fan, so I was rooting for the Jets just to be cordial. I I had no stake whatsoever. And the guy I made friends with the guys behind me. And I said, Hey, we're loving James Ferrier. He was like, Yeah, I know we couldn't get a Yugo for the guy, and he's like MVP for you.
1: Now <laughs> <laughs> he he was one of the greatest free agent pickups in Steelers' history.
0: Yes, because if you guys didn't get it, which I figured you would, I was I was going to say um, that he was actually a player that was drafted higher than Minka Fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah, he was the first round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Not only
0: that, he was uh, of... the eighth. He was the eighth overall pick.
1: And some other James Ferrier trivia is that he actually played against Mike Tomlin when at the University of Virginia. He was a freshman, and Mike Tomlin was a senior at William and Mary. Wow! There you go. All that's right, good stuff. There you go, Brian. That was my trivia. I just answered my own question. Brian, go ahead and what's your trivia for this evening?
2: We are only going to do one this evening. And this player went undrafted out of South Carolina State University, where he was a teammate of Hall of Fame linebacker Harry Carson.
0: So you said South Carolina State?
2: Yes. Undrafted out of South Carolina State? That has to be, um, how to
0: be, that's got to be Don
2: Shell. Oh, well, so kidding. we're going to do two tonight.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> right, who, hey, who else came from South Carolina State?
2: Uh, Javon
0: Hargrave. Javon Hargrave. Very
2: good.
1: good. Grave digger. Yeah.
2: So J. this J. gentleman. J-Wobble. J. Wobble. <laughs> this gentleman played guard and linebacker at the University of Dayton. 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 Wow. Guard and
1: linebacker? Is that what he
2: said? yes okay next question born in cleveland ohio he Whoa. won two nfl championships playing for his hometown cleveland browns
0: one
1: two i'm thinking of ban because he was his dad was heartbroken when
2: he went to pittsburgh but he didn't play for the browns so that's not it worked as a defensive line coach For the Chargers, the year after his playing career ended, won four Super Bowl championships while serving as head coach of the Steelers from 1969 to 1991. Oh my goodness. Chuck Knoll. Yikes. (laughs) And that was the number one question.
1: For oh, as wow. good as we were with Donnie Shell, we were equally <laughs> as bad with Chuck Knoll.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I never thought about anything other than a player. I just, I that's yeah. just, my, my brain never went there.
2: That's why I said this gentleman.
0: Ah, uh, let's so See, there you go. But the, I mean, you never said it had to be a player, so I just that was my own mistake.
2: Yeah. All right, Brian. I'll let you go <laughs> first. Final thoughts hey, the Steelers aren't in it. I get it. I feel you. I have that pain too. But it's still Super Bowl weekend. It's still a national holiday of for us sports geeks. And I got to tell you, it's still fun. But check out Jeff's show tomorrow talking about Steeler memories, which I am still heartbroken that <laughs> I was not asked to be on that show with all of my Steeler Super Bowl memories. And you go with blue check back.
1: It's Boy. only a 30-minute show, Brian. I couldn't I sit in, say, in an hour and a half.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Jeff wouldn't be able to get a word in.
1: <laughs> and I only do Super Bowls that I was alive for, so you're I'm already cutting it down. So, like, it's only from Super Bowl 30 on, and I just tell stories about what I remember about the game. Anyways, Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts.
0: No, Bri- wait, wait. Was Brian done?
1: I don't know. Brian, <laughs> were you done? Yeah, yeah I'm done. Okay, okay. he's done. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, fi- final thoughts. Yeah, tonight's topic was really tough. There are so many question marks for the Steelers team going forward, and it's just really weird to think about that. There's still two teams that are dealing, you know, th- still thinking about the 2021 season, because you know, with all the coaching changes and everything else around the league, and the Steelers needing to 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 shore up their coaching staff. It is kind of weird that there is another game left, but there is one last game left, and let's enjoy it for it being football, Um, if you're just someone who can enjoy football even when it's not the Steelers. But really, I'm saying bring on the offseason. Bring on the answers to the questions. That's what I'm looking forward to more than anything I really don't know what to expect from, from this team in, in 2022 until we finally get some answers to the questions. So um, for someone who, who really likes questions, I'm ready for the answers.
1: Speaking of the prediction, the, the one thing you everyone always laughs when I never pick against the Steelers, I'm never going to pick <laughs> against the Steelers, but this year is going to be really difficult based on the fact that you don't have number seven there. You know, that, that used to always oh, yeah. be what I would say. They got Ben and we get, you got a chance when you have Ben. Who knows, but that's going to make for a really interesting and exciting off season. And we'll be with you every step of the way behind the steel Your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember wherever you get your podcast, you can find us just search Steelers or behind the steel curtain. You'll find us. subscribe follow. So you don't miss a thing. That's Dave Statky. Brian's here we go podcast with Kevin Smith, my let's ride podcast. You want to check it all out, not just those shows. So, all right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey, all right. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Take it easy.